Good. Seminar. Whoa. Hello. Here you go. Now I'm really here. Uh, second seminar. This is going to be good. Uh, as a reminder, this is the seminar where we're going to be focusing on how to actually practically share your faith and how do we reach your schools. That's what today is all about. We want to tell you some stories of rock star students who are sharing their faith. And we really hope that this inspires you to actually share your faith. So I have a question for you. How many of you guys, come on in, come on in. This is the Share Your Faith in Your Schools seminar. How many of you guys are currently in public school? How many of you guys are currently in Christian school? How many of you guys are in uh, homeschool? Homeschoolers are on this side. Okay, cool. Okay, so for all of you, this applies. So the gospel can be shared anywhere, everywhere. We're going to also share with you, for those of you that are in public school, some specifics because it's unique. There's some laws that you need to know about because you can do more than you think. Uh, so we want to make sure that you in public schools know exactly what's going on. Come on in, guys. Take a seat. I'm going to be talking about sharing your faith in public schools. Um, okay, so we want to give you very practical training. I really hope that you walk out of this seminar feeling a bit more empowered to open your mouth and share hope. That's what I want for you. Because you wouldn't be here if you don't care about it, but you probably don't know how to. That's the, hard, that's the hurdle. So if I get the opportunity to share the gospel, what do I do about it? Nobody knows. So we really want to help you, give you some practical tools on how to share your faith. We're going to give you three challenges. We're actually going to say we challenge you to do X, Y, and Z this year to actually share your faith. And then for some of you, like I mentioned, that student that did that big rally, that big outreach event on his public school campus, I really want to empower you guys to be able to do something like that at your school. So this is some, uh, that's, that's the heart of this seminar. Why do we do this in the beginning? Why? Why are we here? What is compelling you to be here? Why do you care? Think about your friends. Think about the halls of your class, of, of your school. Think about uh, the people that you see walking around your school. What are they facing? Somebody shout it out. What are they facing? What are they dealing with? What are they battling? What are they needing that's making you think, I should go to this seminar to learn how to share the gospel? What are your friends facing? Go, shout it out. What are they dealing with? Yeah. Depression, yes. Yes. Anxiety, up the wazoo. It's skyrocketing. I've struggled with anxiety. It's hard. Stress? Yeah, constant. Pressures? Yeah. What else? Family issues, broken homes. How does that not affect students? What else? Yeah. Relationships, yep. Yeah. Grades, yeah. Social pressures. Ah, throw your phones out the window, guys. Social media is going to kill you. So much pressure to be something that you're even not. One more. Hopeless. Hopeless. Did you know that 1.1 million students attempt suicide a year? Guys, they need the gospel. They need to know that there's hope beyond their circumstances. They got to know that there's hope in Jesus. So we think that all those things, the, the, the core of everything that we just said is it's an external problem. The internal reality is they need Jesus. They need hope. They need freedom. So that's what we're going to be doing here today. We want to give you guys ways that you can make a difference. So I'm going to have Kristen come and tell you a little bit about Jackson. Yeah. So Jackson was a student just like you guys, where he saw the problem that was happening on his school. And so he became a decision point leader, and he actually launched a Christian club at his school. And he led a week long, so five days, of a gospel outreach at his school. 
He had dynamic speakers come, and he had free Chick-fil-A, passed out free Bibles. 270 students heard the gospel that week, and over a dozen accepted or rededicated their life to Jesus that week. A student specifically that is such a powerful story that came to this outreach was a student named Muhammad. Muhammad had grown up in a Muslim background, but he was coming every single day to this outreach. Um, At the end of the week, Jackson followed up with Muhammad and found out that he had actually given his life to Jesus that week. And he said, um, I'm no longer a Muslim. I've decided to follow Jesus. And he actually posted on his Instagram. So just imagine, like a Muslim actually now, like, making a step of faith to post on social media about his faith. He said this, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how to spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. God used Jackson, and God can use you. And now you know you may be asking, is this really possible? Like, Jackson did it, but... I don't really know how to speak, or I don't know what to do, or I don't, I, I, it's all these questions. The Bible all throughout empowers and equips us on how to share our faith. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 3.20 says that our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask or think for his glory. And God wants to work through you powerfully to bring an awakening on your campus with, for your peers. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, which is known as the Great Commission in Jesus, this is like one of the final things that Jesus says to his disciples before he goes up to heaven. He says, go and make disciples, and I will be with you. Jesus calls us to do something, but he reminds us that he is with us in the midst of it. First Timothy 4, 12, it's one of my favorite passages, one verses, and it says, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for other believers. Guys, God wants to use Mm -hmm. you to reach your generation. He wants to use you, so don't wait. So there's this question now of, okay, feel empowered, but my admin is telling me I can't talk about my faith, or my teacher says I can't do this, or is this even legal? So we want to give you two specific laws that help you and encourage you to share your faith. So the first, you may have heard of it, it's called the First Amendment. And this is basically the freedom of speech, which means that you, as an American, can share your faith on your public school. This can allow you to openly talk about Jesus, you can pray and read your Bible, you can pass out God's word, we gave you life books and gospel tracts, you can hand those out to students, you can even wear Christian clothes. You are legally allowed to share your faith. And the second is called the Equal Access Act. And this is specifically designed for public schools, um, for Christian clubs, or for clubs in general. And this act basically says that all clubs must be treated equally on the school campus, which means if the chess club can do an event, the Christian club can do an event. Anything that one club can do, the other club has to be able to do the same. So this means you can host events, you can reserve rooms on campus, you can hang up posters, pass out flyers. Um, If other clubs do it, the admin cannot tell you that you can't just because you're Christians. Mm -hmm. And so now that you know that it's possible and that the law is on your side, Kelly's going to, we're going to watch a video to talk about 
what you actually can do. Sharing the gospel at, at Cienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel, some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world, and I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden, the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. Pretty cool, huh? Tell me something that stood out to you from that video. What'd you like? What'd you see them do? Yeah, shout it out. Yeah. Yeah, he said, just walk around unashamed, didn't care what people thought. I heard a student say, well, I'm going to get made fun of for something. It might as well be for Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Go ahead. Uh, say it loud. Oh, I liked how genuine they were and how much they truly cared for their fellow classmates. Yeah, genuine, like a heart, a burden for their classmates. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that they were praying together. Praying together, yeah. Power in the body of Christ, yeah. Showed up, to, shocking, right? Students want to know, and they're not going to church as much as they used to be, so they want to know. They're Googling stuff about God, or you could do it on the campus. Yeah, one more thing. I like how she said you have to go out and worship. Like, when you do your yes, we think that there's spiritual rock stars out there, but everyone's just a person being faithful, and then God uses them. There's not spiritual rock stars, there's just faithful people. So if you're afraid, so are all those kids. They're just stepping out of their, their comfort zone. All right, so to host on-campus outreaches like that, it requires a Christian club. So how many of you guys are in here existing Christian club leaders? 
You are the club leader right now. Raise your hands high. How many of you guys are club like members, like you're in a Christian club right now? Okay, cool. So what I want to tell you guys, for those of you that are in the Christian clubs and you guys that are Christian club leaders, you have such a unique opportunity. God already has you in place on campus. Now, use your time wisely. Be effective. You could give every student on your campus the opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate. You could. That's amazing because God already has you in place. You just need the tools and the training and the support to make it happen. So what I would encourage you to do after this, and you can even put on your response card later, check the box that says, I'd like to learn about applying for decision point coaching. We could come alongside of you guys and give you personalized coaching. We will not take over your Christian club, but we will support you and empower you so that you can be rock stars on your campus. There's a lot of different slides I'm going to show you right now of resources that you can have on your campus. We've put together like an outreach guide. So everything you need to know about how to put on an outreach, you're like, that's cool, but I don't know how. We could help you. Uh, There's a plan for your whole year. What could I do in the fall for my school? What could I do in the spring? We have the resources and training to give that to you. Uh, We have a million videos on our website. We have 39 training videos. So there's lots of things. If you're like, I want to learn how to do this, we could give you all of the training. Uh, There's a packet that we'll throw in the mail to you with all kinds of fun swag and Christian materials. And somebody in the last uh, workshop said, these are really cool life books you're going to hear about. Can I get those? Yeah, as many as you want. We will empower you to be effective in sharing the gospel with your school. If you are a student that's in a Christian club but not the leader, go back home and tell your club leaders this vision. Guys, let's do something different. Be a change agent at your school. Don't just keep doing the same thing. Don't just be a Christian huddle on your campus. Tell them, I want to learn how to share my faith. I want to empower Christian students to share their faith, and I want to do outreach on my, on my campus. You guys be change agents. For those of you that are in Christian schools, uh, you can absolutely do this. You can do outreach like this in your Christian school because there are students that still need Jesus. And for those of you that are homeschooled, find a friend in another school and join them. You got time. So cool. You can be on campus with them. So make sure that you, res- you fill out their response card. And on your worksheet, it also says decisionpoint.org slash camp. Lots of resources for you. So we're going to dive now away from campus outreach to just three practical ways that you can share your faith this year. Every single person in this room. Three practical ways that you can share your faith. There's three challenges we're going to give you. We challenge you to do the Pray 5 challenge. We challenge you to do the Go Witnessing challenge. And we challenge you to give God's word this year. Three challenges that you can do at any point this year. Kristen's going to come up and tell us about the first one. Yeah. So we, um, as Christians, believe in prayer. Um, Prayer is powerful. And so that is why our first challenge is called the Pray 5 Challenge. And it is simply this. To commit to praying for five people for five minutes every single day for five weeks. And you're going to pray specifically for three things. The first is that you're going to pray that the Lord would open a door for you to share the gospel with them. Okay, so you're going to pray the Lord would open a door to share the gospel. Second, that when the Lord opens the door, which he will, that you would be confident and you would be equipped to share the gospel clearly and boldly. And third, you're going to pray that they would accept Jesus. And so we believe that prayer is powerful. And in Colossians 4, it says this. It urges believers to pray steadfastly to pray for an open door, to pray that they would clearly share the gospel. 
um, one of my favorite quotes is, when prayer becomes your habit, miracles become your lifestyle. I love that. Um, a student, his name is Daniel, he did, um, he did the Pray 5 Challenge. And he said this, he said, I began praying every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith and that I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments, and guess what? I was finding these moments everywhere. The coolest thing that happened my senior year was the opportunity that God gave me to share the gospel of Jesus with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, we began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel, and that conversation opened the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and questions he had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve the church together. One of my favorite things he says, he says this, was personal witnessing awkward? Sure, sometimes it was. Was it worth it? A million times less, yes. Guys, what if we prayed like Daniel for our friends, for our families? for our lonely students that we see. So we're gonna do right now um, a time we actually have on those worksheets, a space that you can write down five names of, of people in your life, whether it be families, um, peers that you have, friends like Daniel, or even maybe somebody that you're like, that person would never become a Christian. Who is God putting on your heart right now? So take a minute and write down those five names. Names. You got two names written down? Three names? Eight names. This guy's doing the pray eight challenge. Yeah. Eight people, eight minutes, eight weeks. Just kidding. <laughs> awesome. Who's the Lord putting on your heart? After we close today, we're going to pray for the names on that paper. All right. So, like Kristen said, when you, got, when you pray that God would open up the door for you to share your faith. Guess what God's going to do? He's going to open up the door for you to share your faith. It's awesome. I've been praying for people on my Pray 5 list. I'm getting opportunities to share my faith. I've been praying for my cousin for years. I got to share with him the gospel recently, guys. So cool. So I'm excited to see the Lord open up doors for you. So my question for you, who am I going to pick on? Who wants to be picked on? Everybody's like, I don't want to be picked on. Uh, who are, uh, I'm going to pick on, can I pick on you with the hat? What's your name? Caven. Uh, so my question for you, Caven, is whoever you wrote down, if you go home and the Lord gives you an opportunity to share your faith, will you be ready? Yes. What we're going to do is we're going to give you some tools on how to share your faith so that you feel equipped, so that you're not like deer in the headlights when you're ready. Uh, this brings us to our second challenge. So we want you to actually witness. 
witness to your Pray 5 list and witness on your campus. The Go Witness Challenge is this. Pick a date this fall, September 22nd, for whatever reason, I picked that date. September 22nd, you and three friends on your campus have decided that we're going to go witness on our campus. Do you know what that means? You're going to walk around your campus, and you're going to have conversations with people about Jesus. What do you think about that? Scariest thing you've probably ever heard in your whole life, right? It's possible. And students are way more receptive than you would ever think. So we're going to talk about that. You actually literally can walk up and have conversations with friends, or, or not friends, strangers on your campus, and you would be shocked how often they will say, sure, I'll talk to you. So we're going to talk about that. What does the Bible say about witnessing? I'm going to show you a couple verses that hopefully empower you of why this matters. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 says, God, reconciling us to himself, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's what God's given us as believers, the ministry of reconciliation. Entrusting to us the message of reconciliation We're God's ambassadors, and God speaks through us to bring reconciliation from people to him. What a call. Mark 16, 15 says, go into the world and proclaim the gospel. Can you proclaim the gospel just with good living? No. Proclaim the gospel with your mouth. Tell the gospel. And Romans 10, 14 says, How will they call on him who they not believed? How are they to believe in him who they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? So I want to encourage you guys, when it comes to witnessing to your Pray 5 list, to friends on campus, open your mouth and talk. God will speak through you. So how do you do it? Five steps to sharing your faith. You see this on your worksheet? Five steps to sharing your faith. Ready? One, prepare for the conversation. Five steps to share your faith. Prepare for the conversation. Begin the conversation. Share the gospel. Sorry. I'll go this way. Invite them to respond and prepare for follow up. That's how you share the gospel. You prepare for the conversation so you're ready. You begin the conversation, you open your mouth, you share the gospel, we're going to talk about that, invite them to respond, and prepare for follow-up. That's the simplicity of sharing the gospel. That's how you witness. That's how you witness. So I'm going to dive into steps one and two because they're the things that get people hung up. They want to share the gospel, but they literally don't know how to open their mouth. So pray. Prepare by praying. Let me tell you how this works. Prepare, uh, go back Not to this one yet. Yeah. Prepare by praying. Pray that the Holy Spirit fills you with his power. There's an amazing quote that says, proclaim Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and then leave the results to God. Proclaim Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and then leave the results to God. You guys can't save people. If somebody rejects you, that's okay. If somebody's not interested, okay, no problem. If they're not ready to receive Christ, not a problem. But you will be faithful to share Christ. So prepare by praying and asking the Lord to fill you with boldness. Do that so that you're ready. Then begin. Begin the conversation by, guess what you're going to do, guys? Ready? Start talking. It's really deep, isn't it? Start talking. Using a transition question. Jot this down. Use a transition question. This is what you're going to do. If you know the person. So what's your name, Cabin? Right? 
Maybe God opens the door for you to talk to somebody on your pray five list. Use a transition question. Hey, Bob, my friend on my pray five list. Hey, I, be, I don't think I've ever asked you. What do you think about God? That's a transition question. You've just gone from we're hanging out playing video games to, hey, I just wanted to ask you, what do you think about God? Or do you have any faith background? Or did you ever go to church? Whatever your transition question that doesn't feel awkward to you, transition that's how you can do it with somebody you know. If you go witnessing this year on our Go Witnessing Challenge, you can actually just ask very simply, hey, we're out here talking to people about God. Can I sit down and see what you think? I'd love to know what you think about God. Most students will just say yes. And then you're going to listen to their response. So you're going to listen, and Caven's going to listen to his friend Bob. Whatever. She's going to listen to his friend Bob, and he's going to hear where Bob is coming from, and then he can respond accordingly. So ask the transition question, listen, then ask a permission question. Permission question is this. Hey, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? Hey, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? And now you get to share the gospel. You've gone from, I don't know where to start, to now they say, sure, and you get to share with them about God. So this is how you share with them the gospel. There's four points of the gospel that I would love for you to deep root into your soul so that you feel like if somebody says, well, what do you think about God? You're like, oh, I don't remember. Four things that you believe. This is the gospel truth. Ready? Four things. I would say God, our condition, Christ, and our response. God, our condition, Christ, our response. Say it again. Ready? God, our condition, Christ, our response. That's the hope of the gospel. I'm going to share with you the gospel right now to show you that you can actually share the whole gospel. Are you ready? Hey, Cabin, let's pretend you're now a non-Christian, but I'm still picking on you. Hey, Cabin, did you know that God loves you and created you to know him personally? Guys, people need to hear about God. They need to hear how much God loves you. God wants a relationship with you, Cabin. That's what I believe. That's what scripture says. But Cabin, we are sinful, and our sin separates us from God. And that's a real problem that you have to deal with your sin condition. Good news, God didn't leave it there. He sent Jesus to come and die on the cross for your sins. He took the penalty of your sin upon himself. Amazing grace, amazing mercy. Jesus is the way. Caven, all the crap you've been doing, it's not working. You're looking for all of it in the wrong place. Jesus died for you and he wants to take that sin off of your shoulders and bring you freedom and new life. But you have to respond. It's not just enough to know about it. You actually have to make a decision to follow Jesus. You have to actually receive him. What would keep you from doing that today? Wouldn't it be cool to practice the gospel so that you could share that at any point? Do you know how I was able to do that? I practiced. That's why. That's the only difference. You guys can do that. You can share the gospel. So what I want you to do right now is turn to the person next to you and you want so find a partner and one of you, listen to the instructions really clearly, one of you is going to practice sharing the gospel to the other person. Okay? So ask, listen, ask a transition question, listen to their response, ask a permission question, hey, do you mind if I tell you what I think? And then try 
to start sharing the gospel. You have a gospel tract here that is also a fantastic way. It summarizes the gospel for you so that you can learn how to share the gospel and you can even use it in a conversation. So turn to your neighbor right now. One of you decide you're going to share the gospel and try. One more minute. <clears throat> Okay. I know you guys are probably still still thinking about it, but that is just an example of what it can look like to practice sharing the gospel. Okay, I want two people to give me a takeaway they had. Anyone? Yes, go. It's hard. It's hard. Yes. Amen. It's hard. That's why you need to practice and really work on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is going to empower you in those moments, and um, I love that. Yeah, go for it. You don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. You can easily say, oh, I don't know what to say to that. I'm going to go research that, and I'd love to talk to you again. Yeah. Let him throw a bombshell. Don't let that keep you from sharing the gospel. Just tell him you'll get back to him. Yeah, yes. This is the thing I was thinking of, too. Like, you are not 
Yeah. Uh, we're going to get nastiness. We're going to get negativity. Yeah. And we need to pour grace. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we don't need to, to do anything but just show love and kindness towards yeah. people. We need to pour grace. Yeah. We don't have to defend this yeah. man. We don't have to defend the Bible or Jesus. It's about grace alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Kelly said, just show up, share the gospel, and leave the rest to God. So third challenge, we're going to talk about this pretty quickly, but it is called the Give God's Word Challenge. Okay, now that you know how to share the gospel, we want you to actually literally give the word, give a Bible, give one of your life books to your friends, to people on your campus. We believe that God's word is what transforms lives. And so um, did you guys know that 50%, we did a survey, 50% of students have never even heard about John 3.16. 50%. I can't even imagine the number of students that have maybe heard of 3.16 but have explained to them. You guys have an opportunity to give out God's word. So you can do this through a variety of ways. You can pass out Bibles. We give you guys gospel tracts and life books. Um, those life books are actually free that your pastors can order for you. So if you guys want hundreds, ask your pastors. We'll get you that. Um, we had a student, her name's Vivian. She and her club passed out 130 life books to those on her campus in one week. Um, students are ready and willing and wanting to hear the gospel. They just need somebody tell, to tell them. Um, so many students say, once they were given a Bible, they say, I can't wait to read this. Or even other students that you never would think would read it, they said, I started reading it and I couldn't get it out of my head. So I want you guys to take one second and write down on your worksheet maybe a date that you could do this with your friends, practically handing out the word to your friends. October 7th, write down October 7th. It's National Bring Your Bible to School Day. Did you know that? You could gather with students across the entire nation and saturate your campus with the Bible. How cool if you just said, hey, I got this really cool book. You want one? It explains the Bible. Most people go, I don't even have a Bible. Cool. Or, no thanks. All right, we're wrapping up. Those are the three challenges. The Pray 5 challenge, the Go Witnessing Challenge and the Give God's Word Challenge. Go back to your youth group. Find your friends. Tell your youth pastor, hey, I'm intrigued by this. Could we do this as a youth group? Could we do Pray 5 together? Could we go witnessing on my campus? I don't want to go by myself. That's scary, but I'd love to go with a couple friends. I'd like to learn how to share my faith. Hey, could we do this life book thing? Could we do Nationals Bring Your Bible to School Day? Could we do it as a youth group? Don't do it alone. Do it with your friends. There's power in numbers. So as we wrap up, I want to invite you all. Become a decision point leader. You know how you become a decision point leader? You commit, I'm going to share my faith this year in my school. You and thousands of students across this nation are gathering together as a movement to reach your generation for Christ. That's our heart for you, that you would feel like you're a part of a movement, you're not alone, and the Lord can use you to actually reach your generation. So on your response card as you walk out the door, let us know how we can follow up with you. We'd love to give you whatever resources you want. If you want more on these challenges, we'll text you some videos. We'll give you some more challenges. You can go back to your youth group and tell them about it. We'll send you these challenges. If you're a club leader, right now, all of you that raised your hands, I'm a club leader. We can help you and get you those resources. Just say, I'm interested in doing outreach on my campus. Teach me how. And we'll we'll send you some resources for that. 
So we would love to follow up with you in whatever way you can, and we are just excited to see how the Lord opens doors. Lord, would you please pray? We pray over these Pray 5 names specifically. God, would you give these students an opportunity to share the gospel? We pray for their lives. You know every single student on these cards, every single one of them. We pray for the boldness. We pray that you just fill these students with your Holy Spirit and that there would be amazing conversations and eternal salvation that comes out of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, you can put your response cards here. Yeah. Yeah.